Hey everyone, welcome back to Eyes on the Mize. You may be wondering, why this isn't John doing the introduction, and it's Ian, but that's because John unfortunately is sick this week, so I'm recording a small tiny episode, so this is going to be episode 55 and a half, the one all by myself. It's an Ian solo shot. Uh, so, like I said, John, I think, might have gotten sick at GP Orlando, uh, but he'll be back next week to definitely talk about that and his experience uh, at the GP for Sealed. Uh, I won't spoil how well he did, uh, but he'll tell you, he'll talk about that next week. As well as myself, I will be talking about GP San Antonio, which is happening this weekend. So eyes on the community, obviously, Grand Prix San Antonio. It is Team Unified Modern. Now, that means uh, you, have three te- you have two teammates, one yourself, and you share a collected card pool in Modern. If I have one card in my deck, say I have a Polluted Delta, none of my teammates can use a Polluted Delta. So it kind of really adds an extra little twist to how you prep for the event because you need three decks that can be powerful but also not be weakened by having to share cards and lose some key cards in their deck. Uh, This past weekend was GP Orlando. Like I said, John was there. Uh, It was sealed. And, and limited, so second day two draft, and it was won by Joel Larson. Uh, fun thing of note, Chris Bakula made the semifinals in his first Grand Prix top eight in 12 years, and he's finally back on the Pro Tour. There was a uh, lovely bit in the Enter the Battle Enters the Battlefield documentary about how he was trying to get back on the Pro Tour, and he's finally back there. So I'm so happy to see him there. I know John is too. Uh, we were talking about that as well. So on to the episode. Talking about Grand Prix San Antonio and prepping for this team unified modern event. So, one of our episodes ago, we had some updates on what happened in modern uh, with our something, or actually, it was episode 55, the one we just recorded last week. Uh, we talked about what's happened with Infect and Storm since the banning of Gitaxian Probe. Well, I've continued to scour some deck lists, trying to tune my list in, and I finally come upon a list that I think is good. Uh, one thing that's kind of weird is I am adding a Birds of Paradise to the main. And like, why a fifth mana dork, you say? Well, there's a couple things. Right now, there's a lot of heavy removal out there. So it, you know, the old phrase is bolt the bird. So it's going to be a lightning rod for removal, which is kind of great. And it actually helps alleviate some of the Black Phyrexian mana cost in Dismember. Two life can actually be kind of big right now. Uh, if it means you pay one in a black and two life to get that Dismember out, that's sometimes better than the extra two life that you know could potentially be lethal. Uh, also, it presents presents a aerial threat outside of Infect uh, damage from Ink Moth Nexus. So say if you're up against that Death Shadow uh, player and you're able to kill them with a pump spell or two with that Birds of Paradise on the battlefield. You might just be able to kill them in a way they didn't expect you to. So they have to really be um, aware of that alternate threat that didn't quite exist in the deck. Um, So that said, uh, it's been playing kind of poorly online. Obviously, the online meta is a little weird. Um, I also had to shift my land base around. Uh, One of my teammates is needing Windswept Heath, so I had to pull those green-white fetches out and shift it around with the other green-based fetch lands in the deck. It wasn't too terrible. Fortunately, my deck doesn't really fight the other decks with cards. Uh, the only thing is a potential losing Dispel to my other teammate who needs it for her deck. So I just jammed an extra spell pierce in there. It kind of felt bad last night when I was doing some testing in paper because I went to my old LGS. Um, I'm currently on... 
TDY, which is a temporary duty assignment, back in my old stomping grounds of Fort Hood, Texas, uh, this week and the next couple weeks, I am recording from my hotel room. So the audio might seem a little weird, whatever. Uh, but I got to go back to my old LGS, which had a name change under new ownership, whatever. But I beat went 2-1 in a little tiny six-person modern thing last night. Uh, I beat Affinity and Merfolk, and I lost to Grixis Death Shadow, which is probably not as powerful as the Jund version, but still pretty darn good. It's actually very similar right now to almost Delver with the list my, my opponent was playing. The only difference is it's looking to just slam himself with damage. It has Street Wraiths and all that kind of stuff in there as opposed to other stuff that would be in the Delver decks. They actually got a turn one Death Shadow against me with three Street Wraiths, so that's a, you can cycle it. You pay two life to cycle it to draw cards. So you discard it in your graveyard, draw a card. They hit themselves for six off of those three Street Wraiths, played a Fetch Land into a Shock Land, hit themselves for nine damage. They had a lovely little 2-2 Death Shadow sitting on the battlefield because remember, it gives minus 13, minus 13, or it's a 13-13 that loses it based on life. So 11, yeah. Either way, it was disgusting. And I just go, I was like, Forest, Glistener, Elf, go. <laughs> like, I, I was going to lose that game hardcore. Um, I went 2-0 against uh, Affinity and Merfolk, however. So the deck seems pretty strong against those. Um, the Merfolk player I'll have to give a caveat on. It was actually her first time playing with the deck. Um which I want to give a shout out to her. It's a Missy or MTG SNL on Twitter. She actually recognized the playmat I was using, which is the dog playmat from Vorthos Mike's Puppathon uh, charity event last summer that I have the playmat of. So she recognized the playmat and I was like, oh yeah, I know Mike. And she's like, oh yeah, he retweeted some stuff of mine last week about, and I was like, wait, you're who? And she, it was pretty cool. Uh, fun game, great opponents last night all around. Everyone was talking up, uh, everyone except for two people so four of the people who were there last night were going to be going to the Grand Prix so we're getting some testing in. Uh, Affinity, I did make one or two boneheaded plays that with me kind of not playing the deck in paper for a while, kind of, you know, you pick up on little things that you wouldn't do normally. Um, my opponent got cheeky and tried to hit me. He, he sacked a bunch of his artifacts to a Arc or Brown Ravager. Then he tried sacking the Ravager to put counters on an Ink Moth Nexus, but... He had two Imp on Nexus swinging in that was only going to deal eight Infect, and I was at zero Infect. I got cheeky, used Divines of Vassalwood to stop it, not realizing that I was holding it to use it as Lethal Pump on my next turn. <laughs> so I put him to nine Infect instead of the Lethal Infect he would have been at. Then he just scooped because he basically drawn another land. So got that win. That was cool. Um, like I mentioned about online meta, it's really kind of weird. Um, I just don't have great luck and success with the online uh, shuffler. I know, blame the shuffler, but my variance is really bad <laughs> when it comes to flooding out online for some reason. It's just been an issue that I've had lately, but still can't, you know. I've won some games, lost some games due to flood, lost some games due to my opponents just having quote-unquote it. So can't really complain in that department too much. Um, still loving the deck. It's still, it's just not nearly as popular anymore because obviously death shadow just seems to do what infect wants to do which is combo off and hit you hard really quickly and it's a little more resilient than infect is um especially the, the jund version of it which is insanely resilient but it'll be fun uh so my teammates 
I mentioned uh, I mentioned this on Twitter the other day. I announced it that my teammates are going to be Colette, aka Susie the Nat. Uh, you might recognize her from the hashtag Susie text GP coverage. Um, she would do it some GPs that didn't actually have video coverage, where she would go around, you know, taking pictures, interviewing uh, some key players and key pros that had good records going on. Uh, and my other teammate is none other than Tim Willoughby of actual Magic coverage uh, fame. So I got two people who do actual coverage and pseudo coverage. And I wanted to give a major shout out to Megan at MTA Cast, who was like, hey, Dix, I saw you didn't have a teammate. Tim and, Tim and Colette need a teammate. Get with them. And I'm like, sweet. Because I've been looking for a teammate for a while now. And I was so happy that I was able to just team up with some really great people. Um, so speaking of GP San Antonio, I am super excited to go. There are going to be so many cool people there, and I can't wait to see them slash meet them. Uh, I know Wedge from the Manus Horse is going to be there. Final, like get to finally to meet him. I'm going to get to see the professor again. Uh, a bunch of other podcasters and stuff are going to be there that I have you know, only ever interacted with online. So it's seeming like this is actually going to be a really cool, almost convention-y kind of uh, Grand Prix when it comes to that kind of thing. Really excited to it, especially because the convention center is right on the San Antonio Riverwalk, which is an amazing place to go out for food and drinks and stuff like that. So it's a really nice place to hang out, get outside the convention center. The weather's gorgeous right now. It's in the 80s uh, Fahrenheit, by the way. Uh, so really kind of excited just to jam some games, meet some people, have a good time. Um, fortunately, I get out of the area at Fort Hood on the weekend for my classes that I'm up here for or down here in Texas for. So it's really kind of nice to be able to get out for that. So one other thing that came out uh, this past week is some magic streamers started saying, Hey, by the way, we've got some preview cards. They're the invocations, which are the masterpieces for Amonkhet. So everyone's like, Oh boy. And they're all tweeting like these look completely different and boy, howdy do they. Uh, (laughs) The community is a little, very split, I should say. There are people who there. There's no middle ground to these cards. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. You either love them or you hate them, as the reactions I've seen. Well, there's I guess like indifferent because they're the people who are like, yeah, these aren't targeted at me at all. But besides that, uh, I personally feel like they made a really bold choice. I know John. I'll probably talk about this again next week when we start going into more of the uh, preview season, which starts next week on Monday. Uh, yeah, it's on Monday. So these were kind of like the get them out. So remember, we had the Expedition Lands in Battle for Zendikar block. We had the Inventions in uh, Kaladesh, and now we're getting the Invocations. So these are some of the premier spells from... There's a couple creatures in here. Uh, some of the premier spells from Magic's Past. They're getting some really cool... The, the, I'll say this, though. The, te- the frame is pretty cool. It's a little too big. It needs to be shrunk down. The card text is insanely hard to read uh they tried going really funky with the card text um the card name and the uh type line so like it says uh spell sorcery creature enchantment whatever it's the compare contrast with the background text that they have there like the hieroglyphs just doesn't work insanely well compared to how it probably should but no big deal on that one uh the mana pips they're not colored, so you have to go with the card border. The card frame actually has the coloring of what it is, like red, white, black, uh, blue, and gold, because there are no green cards, funnily enough, in this 
run of uh, invocations. We might see some next time, but in this run, there's only one green pip, and that's in a gold card. So kind of weird on that one. But the cards are Austere Command, which is from the command cycle of you know Cryptic Command, Primal Command. But we have Austere Command. Avon Mind Sensor is back. Containment Priest, uh, finally getting a print outside of the Commander decks. Uh, Loyal Retainers, which was originally back in, I think, Portal 3 Kingdoms. So that's kind of cool to see that one back. Worship is back, and Wrath of God as well. So those are cool in white. Uh, in blue, we got Consecrated Sphinx, Counterbalance, Counterspell, which I think has some of the best art. It, I think Counterspell as a card for this invocation looks the best overall. I just wish they would center the text a little bit better. Anyway, Cryptic Command, Daze, Divert, Force of Will. So there's another Force of Will reprint for you. Pact of Negation, Spell Pierce, and Stifle. So Black gives us Attrition, Dark Ritual, Diabolic Intent, Entomb, Mind Twist. Uh, if I swear, if someone's going to get Mind Twist and Limited, and it's going to be disgusting. Uh, red gives us only two cards, Aggravated Assault and Chain Lightning. So that's seeing another reprint. Uh, and our gold cards are Maelstrom Pulse and Vindicate. Uh, the, I'll put a link in the show notes for John to upload with it uh, that will link to the wizard's site that has all of the actual uh, Masterpiece Invocation Series card art. And you can see what I'm kind of talking about by the frames if you haven't already seen them. Uh, some of the design cues are pretty cool. I just think that some of the bordering is too chunky. Also to note, speaking of bordering, there is no black border on these cards. Now you might be wondering, hold on a second. The rules say you can't play with, can't play with non-black border cards. Well, rules judge Matt Tabak has tweeted that they can basically change the rules, and so expect a rule update on the black border, the black border or white border of cards um, to be coming out shortly. Uh, I believe when they do Amonkhet rule update, they will actually change that rule. So finally, we've actually gotten our first three set previews from Amonkhet as well. They came out today. Uh, we have. Two cards from Loading Ready Run and one from Collected Company. And Collected Company is the kind of collected site, the umbrella site, there we go, for Command Zone podcast and the Masters of Modern podcast. So those those uh, two podcasts shared a preview of Avon Mind Sensor. So I mentioned it in the uh, invocations part. It's also getting an actual reprint. It's also getting a rarity shift up. So while it was an uncommon way back in Future Site, it's now a rare here in Amonkhet has some pretty cool art. Um, for those who don't know what it does, it is two and a white for a 2 1 uh, creature bird wizard. It has flash and flying, and it says if an opponent would search a library, that player searches the top four cards of that library instead. So this card basically hoses fetch lands, it hoses search your library effects, um, only basically limits you to the top four cards. Flash is a great thing because you can basically go pass the turn, hold up your mind sensor mana flash it in when they go to like they could have say an evolving wilds using a nice standard uh example so evolving wilds or uh traverse the uvenwald which you know search your deck before when that, while that card is still resolving you flash in mind sensor then they're only able to search the top four cards hopefully they have in those top four cards what they're looking for it's pretty kind of an oppressive not super oppressive but holds down uh deck manipulation kind of uh search effects which is kind of nice and then from loading ready run we got in a reprint so this is uh renewed faith 
originally printed in the onslaught block. It's tuna white for an instant. It's coming in an uncommon, which is a rarity shift up from its original printing of common. It says you gain six life. It also has one of the returning keys, uh, 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 man, key phrases or keywords. There we go. Keywords coming back. Cycling, which is one in a white. So cycling again is discard this card, draw a card. So pay one in white to discard and draw. And it says when you cycle renewed faith, you may gain two life. So what it says is you can pay two in a white to gain six life, or you pay one in a white to discard, draw a card, gain two life. You know, not entirely crazy. Uh, it is actually a story spotlight card. So we're getting a story spotlight card at uncommon here, which is pretty freaking cool. Um, if you look at it, it's Gideon reacting to the fact that the gods on Amonkhet walk among them in their daily lives. Kind of a little different from when he was a boy on Theros, dealing with the Theros gods, which were very aloof, late, uh, removed from society. So it's kind of a really new, interesting twist on it. And if you read the story, which came out this week, uh, the first Amonkhet court story came out, and it's really good, so check it out. It actually touches on this uh, card. Uh, so... The other one that Loading Ready Run got was called Prowling Serpapard. Now, Serpapard, what the heck? It's a cat snake. Now, Serpapard actually is kind of a mythological reference back to um, Egypt in olden times where it, a like kind of a leopard snake kind of hydra type demon or creature uh, existed and it's called a Serpapard. So it looks really weird. It's got paws and it's a snake and it's art's kind of crazy but it's a one three one and two green so one green green for a four three cat snake prowling serpapard can't be countered creatures spells you control can't be countered so this card could be kind of cool problem is is there's not a lot of good counters in standard right now we'll talk more about this with john later but eh, three cmc for a four three kind of is not terrible like and people were saying, like, thank God Collected Company is out of the picture because this card with Collected Company would be hilarious. So uh, at first glance, it looks kind of busted, but if you really dig into it, it might not be as crazy as it sounds, but it still provides a pretty good body for reasonable mana cost. Four, three, four and yeah, a 4-3 for three, one green green, not bad stats. And with the added bonus of the counter uh, clauses, or can't be counter clauses, not terrible. So that's the three cards we've seen so far from the actual set that's coming out. This weekend is GP San Antonio. Tune into coverage on that. I'll be there. If you guys are going to be at the Grand Prix, please feel free to say hi. Um, I'll be tweeting all weekend about it. You guys can find me on Twitter at DixonIJ. That's D-I-X-O-N-I-J. And you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dix. I was going to try and stream some uh, prep for Grand Prix San Antonio, but the hotel internet is not great for it if you follow me on twitter you saw just how close my uh, internet was to nice it's it's not great so it's even actually hard to play actual magic online in this hotel because sometimes it'll just like when i go to hit okay it'll hang and i have to like wait a wait 30 seconds for it to actually register that i hit okay not the greatest in the world so that's gonna do it for today thank you very much for tuning in to this quick solo shot for me i know it's about 20 minutes long i ramble whatever no big deal so next week john john should be back i'll be here we'll be talking about preview season for amaket we'll also do some recaps of our gp experience john at orlando myself at Prix san antonio thank you 
Yeah, thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in. I'll see you guys next week. Mm-hmm.